Hey, you're about to hear a great word from our teaching team. At Freedom House, we're about equipping you to experience Christ's freedom every day. We would love to connect with you. We stream our live services Sundays at 10.30 and 12.15 Eastern Standard Time. You can join us at freedomhouse.cc live. I hope you enjoyed this message. Well, what's up, Freedom House? Y'all look awesome today. Can we give Jesus just a big hand clap today? Come on. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, let's just thank him. Awesome. We also want to welcome all of our live streamers from all over the world, all over the United States. Church, can we give them a big welcome as well? Come on. Let's just thank God for them. Thank you guys for joining with us today. We are one church in multiple locations. My name is Troy Maxwell. My wife and I are the senior pastors here. What an honor to be with you today. It's going to be a fantastic day. I know uh, it's a little, little dreary outside, but it is clear and bright in the house of the Lord. Come on. Look at your neighbor. Say, you look like you, could, you need a little church today. Come on. Look at them. Say, you look like... Turn to your other neighbor say, you look a little Christmassy today. You look nice and bright and twinkly. All right, let me ask you a question. How many of y'all had your tree up before Thanksgiving? Raise your hand. What's wrong with y'all? What, why did y'all do that? Okay, we need to, Jesus is going to be born on December 25th, so we just need to be patient. Okay, be patient. I don't know what the rush is. Let's just take our time. I love this time of the year. I love this this, I, I love Christmas. I love things. I love this whole time. I love the feeling. I love the cool, brisk air. I, I just love it all because uh, we're in a series actually called Home for Christmas. And I have a little challenge for you over these next few weeks. Um, as you're leaving today, you're going to see these, uh, these little stanchions that have uh, some, some invite cards. And um, one of my favorite movies I grew up watching was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, you know, the original one, Isn't that the name? was that the name of the original one? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate that was my That was my favorite. My mom and I watched that all the time back when you only had three channels and PBS. <laughs> How many of y'all remember that? Raise your hand for all the over 40 people in the house. Come on, we got to represent. Amen. YouTube, what? <laughs> Netflix, what? Come on, three channels and PBS. And then on Saturday nights, they had the movies that would come on, you know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Saturday morning cartoons. Come on, somebody. That was when real cartoons. I could preach right now about some real cartoons. Bring back the, the Roadrunner. Jesus. Y'all, y'all young people don't know nothing about no Roadrunner coyote stuff. Getting all fired up. And so one of the things I love about Willy Wonka is he put these five golden tickets in these bars of chocolate, and then anybody got one of those golden tickets, they, they could go to the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. And what they didn't know is that there was one of them that was going to be given the entire chocolate factory. And we know Charlie was the one who got the char- chocolate factory. Well, we, we have these little golden tickets right here. These are invitations not to win a chocolate factory, but to change their eternal address. And you really never know what can happen when you just simply invite somebody to church. I'm not asking you to invite everybody. Just do it as the Lord leads. You don't have to know the Bible backwards and forwards. You don't need to know a bunch of scripture. You don't have to share your testimony with them. You can just stand in line and just, because people are going to be talking about church. 
Guarantee they're going to be talking about something spiritual around you, and you can just turn around and say, hey, I'd like to invite you to my church on this Christmas season. All the information's on there. We've got a great Christmas Eve services all at all of our campuses. That's going to be amazing, and uh, you need to invite some. Be a bringer. Have them sit beside you. Take them out to lunch afterward. You know, just kidnap them. Throw them in the trunk. Bring them to church, taped and bound. Whatever, whatever it takes to get them to church in the name of Jesus. See, here's what, let me, let me tell you what Jesus said. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Everybody shout go. go. One more time, shout go. go. Jesus did not suggest that we go into all the world. He said go. He said you go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Oftentimes when we read a verse like this, we think that it involves, it's just for missionaries. It's just for people who are going on the mission field. No, this is every day. This is our life. This is the way we should live our lives. And what I'm going to do today is I want to talk about the house called Freedom House that we are creating as a home for people. Because there are a lot of people who are spiritually homeless. They are homesick because God created each one of us with a home-shaped hole in our heart. See, there's two things that every human being wants to have. They want to know that they belong somewhere and that they have a purpose. Now, here's what I believe. I believe that you cannot find your purpose until you find your tribe, until you find your community. I, I think it's very difficult because often your purpose is tied to your relationships. And you can't do it by yourself. And in order to make a really big difference, that's why God brings churches together in order to make a change. See, I believe that the church doesn't exist for church people. The church exists for lost people. Now, this is going to kind of go against your typical church attendance attitude. Because often, we, we come to church and, and we get upset with church because we feel like the church is not feeding me. I'm not getting enough. You know, that worship song, I didn't like that worship song. What's up with that kid's hair? You know, what's up, what's going on with this and that, you know. But remember, worship's not for you. It's not whether you like the song or not. Because the song's not for you. The song's for God. Worship is for him. It's not for us. That's what it's all about. And, and honestly, I mean, let me just be honest. If you're expecting to get enough food spiritually to last you the entire week in an hour and 15 minutes, I can promise you if you ate today one time, thinking that it would suffice for your entire week of meals, you would be sadly mistaken by about 6.30 this afternoon. When you're looking at the refrigerator going, man, but I did eat at 11.15. You know what I'm talking about. It's the same with our spiritual food. As you grow in God, as you become a church people, you need to invest in your own life all week long and create a place in church for the folks that are homesick and are homeless. And so what Kingdom Builders is all about, and today is a very special day for us as a church because we are investing as a church. And if you're new here, if you're kind of new to the thing, kind of kicking the tires, then just listen. Now, this isn't necessarily for you because Kingdom Builders is for people who, they, they call Freedom House Church their home. This is for the regulars. This is for the people who, who say, man, I want to make an investment. And this may stir you if you're kind of new because we're going to talk about some things that we're doing. We are making a difference. See, Jesus made this statement in, in Matthew chapter 6. He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, on, on earth. Where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Let me read it another way. Don't just invest 
on things on earth, where the economy, where uh, recession, where stuff can happen. No, no. Lay up for yourselves treasures in, what is this word? Heaven. In other words, have a place where you have an eternal reward. He's talking about eternity. He's talking about a legacy. He's talking about doing something, time, talent, treasure, doing something beyond where you are right now, like right now. Thinking ahead. Like, what do I want to do? I know we all probably think about retirement. I hope you're thinking about retirement. But you know, there's more to retirement. What happens after retirement? What happens after that? You've got an eternity. So Jesus says, listen, I want to give you the best rate of return. There is no recession, there is no economic failure, there's no government that can take this away from you when you lay up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And so he says, listen, get involved in the kingdom of God, because what he does is he blesses you so you can be a blessing. He, 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 gets, he doesn't just want to bless Bless you. He doesn't want things to come to you. He wants the things to come through you. Through you. It's like a water pipe. And here's the great thing about a water pipe. A water pipe takes water from one place to another. But you know that water pipe still gets wet. And so what God does is he wants us to be blessed. Enjoy things. But he also wants us to think more about others. And what he wants to do in our community and make a difference in other people's lives. And so what I want to do over the next few minutes is I want to share kind of where we've been and also where we're going as a church as we move forward in this, okay? And so where, where have we been? Well, first of all, in this house. Everybody say, in this house. Yeah. One more time, say, in this house. Yeah. This is the theme of this message. In this house, in Freedom House, we finish what we started. So let me just give you an update of where we ended up for Kingdom Builders 2018, which was ended last month. We committed over the year $565,000. What was brought in in that commitment was $283, which left us short about $282,197. However, a lot of people who didn't make a commitment actually gave $168,000. So, in essence, we brought in about $456,000. Give yourselves a hand for that. That's phenomenal. Now, you might say, well, no, hold on, hold on, Troy. That, that doesn't add up. I, I thought we committed. Well, here's what happens. People sometimes get a little emotional about their commitment, and they just go, yeah, I want to do this. And then they realize about July or August, they go, oh, I'm not going to make it. Or they come to the church, and they may move to another city or something like that, and they don't fulfill it. We are way above the norm. We we reached about 82% of our giving, which is phenomenal, phenomenal as a church. Now, what did we do? That's a great question. What did we do? What did we do with these Kingdom Builders resources? Well, we planted a Lake Norman campus. It's been going six months. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> up in the Lake Norman area. If you didn't know that, if you live up in that area, we have a campus that meets at Huff High School. And uh, there's exciting things. I'm going to talk more about that uh, in, in the next few minutes. We have a special needs kids class that's meeting right now, which is tremendous. Tremendous. We invested 
finances because you have to have a special room. We have professional teachers, people that have been specifically trained because there's a lot of people who have special needs children who have never been able to experience church. They can't go to church because their kids have special needs. And so now we have a classroom that is specifically designed for those kids. You can invite your friends. You may know somebody that has a special needs child. And so you can say, hey, listen, we have a church that caters to your children. Please come and enjoy this. Our online experience, we have beefed that up. Not only do we have our 1030, which we're doing today, we also have our 1215, which is fantastic. We also gave away 350 bikes last year. Come on, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, you might notice that we haven't checked fully off the parking lot because we've only done half of it. You go, well, what's going on, Pastor Troy? Where's the rest of the asphalt at? Well, it requires a little bit more permitting, a little bit more action involved to get a bigger parking lot done. This didn't require as much. This over here is taking a little bit more time, but our goal is to finish that in the first quarter of 2019. So ladies, you will be able to walk with grace across it. Very exciting. <laughs> in this house, we are better together. Come on, everybody say, in this house. We are better together. That's a phrase that we love. Why? Because we fight for each other. We love each other. We encourage each other. We are for each other. And we pick each other up when we fall. One of the things that when we started this church 16 years ago, that we wanted to be a relationally healthy church, a church that exists to bring people together, relationally, fellowship, all different cultures, walks of life, connecting together, because that typically doesn't happen outside of the four walls of the church. Martin Luther King said many years ago that the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday is the most segregated hour. Well, let's stop that. Let's stop that. Can I get a better amen than that? let's, Let's not make that the most segregated hour. Let's make it the least segregated hour. Let's let's make it. Now, what that requires is some change in in our philosophy. Change the way that we think. Change the way that we do life. We are relationally healthy, not relationally perfect. And we can't expect that when we come into an environment. And so when you come into an environment like this, you, you can't just judge mistakes or problems. You have to be a part of the solution. It's much easier to find problems than it is to be a part of the solution. Anybody can find a problem. I mean, come on. If, if you're involved in work, I'm sure every Monday you walk into a problem. Right? It's easy to find problems. And but it's better to say, hey, how can I be a solution? How, how can we bring unity together? And we started this 16 years ago that we wanted to be a place where all walks of life, different ages, different generations, different cultures, black, white, yellow, blue, purple, could all come together and not just be in the same location, but actually have the same philosophy of life, the same worldview. Listen to what happened in the book of John. John said this, Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. Meaning that you have to actively decide by choice that you're not going to live the way the world says in order to be identified as a disciple of Jesus. Meaning that we can't use platforms like social media, Facebook, and Instagram to tear people down, hide behind comments, and not choose face-to-face confrontation. 
in resolving of conflict. Matter of fact, if you're hiding by those comments, then don't be a coward anymore. Be bold enough to actually call somebody and say, hey, let's talk about this. Because, listen, we're all going to have different opinions. Come on, I heard one time say, opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got one and most of them stink. And so we, we have this world that's so politically correct that we're afraid to have conversations. And so we just jab at people, which is the wrong place to do it. So let, let's be Christians. Let's step away from those kind of platforms and say, hey, listen, let's sit down and talk about this and agree to disagree and put at the center Jesus and his word and say, hey, listen, we can have different opinions about this, that, and the other, but let's come back to the real thing that makes a difference, the answer that can change the world, that Jesus died, was raised from the dead, and is sitting at the right hand of God. Amen. Amen. So here's what Jesus said. He told his disciples, he said, listen, I'm going to pour out some power. I'm going to pour out some power on the earth. But in order for that power to be pulled out, you guys got to get together. And so it says that they were all with one accord in one place. It doesn't just say that they were in one place. It says that they were in harmony. They were together. That word accord means that they were of one mind with one cause. They had the same direction. They were moving in the same direction. They weren't just geographically together. They were actually emotionally um, mentally, physically, all of the spiritually going in the same direction. And check out what happened as a result of that kind of connection. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Heaven gets excited when we come in one accord. Heaven shouts when we get together in one accord. But we got to fight for each other we got to cross racial lines. we got to quit pointing the finger, be a part of the solution instead of a part of a problem. Set aside some old things, pick up some new things, decide we're going to work towards understanding. Work towards, hey, I want to understand where you are so I can love you where you are. And do something different. Amen? And that's what we want to be at Freedom House Church. That's the kind of place that we want to be. We want to make a difference in the world. And the only way we can do that is understanding this thought. Listen, listen to this. See, what we are a part of is bigger than the part we play. What we're a part of is way bigger than my own personal position. And when we sit in that seat and we can see from a 30,000-foot position and look down upon this as opposed to looking from my seat only, that's when things will change in the way you see life. And the way that we see the church and what she can do to change the world together. And we can only do it together. But we got we to agree that we can do this in harmony, in one accord, one place. And I want heaven to shout down and go, yes, and send the power that's necessary for the next step. In this house, we are committed to bringing the love and hope of Jesus Christ to impossible situations. Impossible situations. December last year, I was uh, getting ready to come to the office on a Tuesday morning, and I get this phone call, and it was a number that I did not recognize. Now, all of you get those calls, right, and you usually send them to voicemail. Now, I did not send this one to voicemail. I actually answered it, and there was this guy on the other line. He said, hey, preacher. Now, when people call me preacher, a couple things. First of all, my first inclination, I know that they're probably from the gym that I go to. 
because they don't know me as Pastor Troy. They know me as preacher. They just call me preacher. So this guy, and I recognized his voice. He said, hey, if you don't know who this is, this is Jason. He says, I got your number from the owners of the gym. And, and here's what he said. He goes, I don't know what to do. I didn't know who else to call. My, my daughter, who's 17 years old, tried to commit suicide last night. And I'm sitting here at the hospital, and she's in a coma, and I don't know who to turn to. And I thought about you. Now, I knew Jason. Jason's a six-foot-three, big old guy, probably weighs 220, 230 pounds. He's a stud. But I heard tears crying on the other line. I said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. He goes, really? I said, yeah, man. And I knew that I had a job. My job was to believe for healing for somebody who didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I walked in that room. I started declaring Isaiah 53, by his stripes, we are healed. I started declaring the word of God, that you sent your word to heal us, God. I realized that that was my job. I went to that hospital room every day, every day praying for this young girl. Here's a picture of him right here. I think they threw up another picture here. This is the picture of their family. He's a single dad. Has, uh, his daughter's a little older. That's Mary Logan. She didn't look like that when she was in that ICU in a coma. She was in a coma for three months. Three months. When she came out, continued to pray. You guys prayed for her. You didn't even know you were praying for her, but she was on many of the prayer reports. Around March, she finally is getting better, and God is healing her. She gets out of the hospital Jason and I have been in communication. I got to know their family very well, just connected with them. And he calls me the week of Easter, and he says, I want to come to church. He sits on the front row with his whole family, get to the altar call, and all of them raise their hand to give their life to Jesus Christ, including Mary Logan, who is now completely healed. Come on, isn't that great? September of this year, they both got baptized at our Lake Norman campus. They stood in the, in the tank and she gave her testimony, never had shared ever about what she went through. God is healing this family. Why? 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 Because of you. Because of your generosity. Because of the gift of legacy. And listen, there's a lot more Jasons out there. Jasons that are watching online right now, Jasons that are in Charlotte and they need the love of God. They need, to, they need somebody who is committed to bringing the love and hope of Jesus Christ to impossible situations. Because with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Listen, in this house, so here's what happened. In Sal, this is last year. Salvations, we had 6,184 decisions for Jesus last year. Isn't that fantastic? We baptized 204 people. We had, uh, our attendance has gone up 7.3% and our giving has gone up almost 13%. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap for that. In this house, we influence and release the now generation into their God-given potential. We have something that doesn't exist, I don't even know, in the United States. I, I've, been, I've been asking people all over the United States. We have a relationship. A church has a partnership with the entire school system. We are partners with the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system. We have a contract. They sat down, and you know what it doesn't say in the contract? That I can't share anything about God. This, this, is, a this is a place that I'm not, not even supposed to pray. Isn't that great? 
We're teaching leadership. Here's, here's, here's us. We were doing a, an event. This was this year. We, we taught 100 teachers and advisors leadership. We have six lessons that we've developed. And we've been doing it over and over. We had about four or five this year. Next year, 2019, we're going to do 12 different events all over CMS. They introduced me. They said, this is Pastor Troy from Freedom House Church. Come on, isn't that awesome? They come up to me. This is awesome. They, they come up to me and they go, now how much do you charge for this? And I go, we do it for free. <laughs> they go, what? Because normally the school systems have to pay anywhere from twenty dollars to $50,000 for the type of leadership that we're teaching. We've got so many invitations that I can't even do them all by myself. We develop a team of people that are going in different places. We have the potential church to reach 160,000 plus students with leadership. Godly leadership. So in 2019, we're going to do one a month and continue to do that. It's going to be amazing. In this house, and this is where I get really excited, we have many rooms. Right now, we have three Permanent location, three locations, two of which are permanent. One is a, a setup and breakdown. They get, they get there at 5 a.m. on Sunday mornings, breakdown all day long. They have two services at Lake Norman and Huff High School. We have a building over in, in the south end of Charlotte that was given to us. Look, this, this particular campus has grown to almost 600 people in one and a half years. That's phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. This campus here is sending out more and more leaders we're seeing tremendous growth. We have the potential. Let me just give you an idea. This is our Lake Norman campus right there. This is our Huff High School. And, and by the way, we're in negotiations right now, right now. Just had a conversation on Friday. And we are working on a permanent location for our Lake Norman campus. Isn't that great? And so um, I want to just tell you what the potential is. With the potential of where we are right now. So we have eight services, not including our online campuses. Okay, we have eight services across three locations right now, four, two, and two. With the seating capacity that we have right now in our kids' room area, we have the ability on a weekend right now with our current services to have 6,600 people. 6,600 people. What we can do is we can add some campuses. I'm going to talk about our online in just a minute. But I believe that God wants us to be the local church in every local community. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, when it comes to Lake Norman, let me, let me say it this way. When it comes to Lake Norman, what, I want to do in, what we want to do in 2019 is we want to, through Kingdom Builders, we want to put aside $600,000 for this new facility. It's going to cost us anywhere from three and a half to $4 million dollars. What's happening in society right now is people are choosing to only drive about 15 to 20 minutes to find a good church. And so they will sacrifice quality for the sake of convenience. And so here's what we want to do at Freedom House. We want to be a church with more locations. And this is just the beginning. We want to be a church that meets in 10 different locations around the Charlotte area. If you look here, we have three current locations that are in blue. This is our Lake Norman campus. This is our, our current campus, and this is our South End campus. We want to go up to Mooresville and have a campus. We want to go over to Concord. We want to be in Matthews, the Carmel Road area. We want to be in Fort Mill, and we also want to go to Gastonia. By 2028, follow me here. By 2028, 
We can have 10 campuses. It'll cost approximately $28 million to do this. We can do this together. Right now, what we're doing as a church is we are give, we still, we've been doing this ever since we started the church. We give away 10%. Every week, the, the, the giving comes in to Freedom House, and we take 10% off the top, and it goes right back out the door for missions, local, national, and international missions. We're saving 10%. If we continue to give at the clip that we're giving, the generosity, the tithes, and the kingdom builders, if we continue to grow, saving 10%, continuing to grow our kingdom builders, we're faithful over that, we will be debt-free with 10 campuses in 10 years. Completely debt-free. Now, here's the deal. We can do this before then. Million is spelled M-I-L-L-I-O-N. And if the Lord is leading you today to write a check for $28 million, let me just tell you, I got another $75 million of vision right here that I can preach next weekend. Ready to go. But I want to believe just for next year, let's put aside $600,000 towards our Lake Norman campus. And then I'm going to continue, we're going to continue to talk about what this is going to look like. I bet you know somebody that lives maybe near one of those new campuses that may not drive all the way to Central. You tell them, hey, you need to come to church. And they oh, that's too far. Well, let's invest in another campus. That's what y'all have done over the last 16 years. That's why we have the Lake Norman campus. That's why we have the South End campus. Our online campus, oh my gosh, the potential is un- unlimited. Unlimited. Let me read a story to you, and then I want to give you some numbers. I am from Northern Ireland. I've been watching church online for several years. Several years. I just wanted to contact you to say thank you and let you know how much it has changed and impacted my life. I have been through a difficult time with my husband and some friends betraying me. It made me feel that I wanted to hide and close myself off from people. The house party series, that was this summer, helped me so much by helping me gain a godly perspective and community and the need to be vulnerable with friends and let them in. Thank you again for the wisdom you have imparted to me and thank you for putting your messages on YouTube. You are planting seed in Ireland. Come on, isn't that great? Fantastic. So here's the deal. With our current three campuses, eight services, we have the potential The capacity to have 6,600 people come on a weekend. If we add the other seven campuses, if we just add those campuses, we now have the potential to not just have 6,600, we have the potential to go from 6,600 to 13,530 available seats for kids and adults to attend Freedom House Church on a weekend. Come on, we can do it. Now, here's the deal. We can, if we add just one service at every one of those campuses, every time we add a service, we add another 5,000 seats. 5,000 seats. So we can go from 13,000 to 18,000 to 23,000 just by adding a service and add that capacity. We can do it. We can do it. Not one person. Very, very unlikely that one person is going to do that. But you know what we can do all together? And it's not up to God. It's up to us. He's not looking at us going, hey, I'm checking your bank account and giving you this dream. No, he's given us the dream so we can believe and have faith enough to make a change and make a difference in our city. Now, come on, let's give God some praise for that. Isn't that fantastic? All right. 
In this house, we discover and develop future leaders. We have a house full of leaders who have a heart to serve, pay the price, and count the cost of impacting the world. If you didn't know, we have a university right here on our site, Southeastern University. We now have 11 students next year. The goal is to have 35 students. And how about next year we put some money aside, let's just say $10,000 for a scholarship for some people who can't afford to go to college and help them. That's what we want to do with Kingdom Builders next year is we want to put aside some funds to help somebody go to college with the idea in the next three to five years with the property that we own here, why don't we have some dorms? Why don't we have some available places for people to live? How about we have some single moms be able to take a break for two years, four years, where they can have their kids taken care of, learn a skill, get off of the system, have an education, and it all be paid for by Freedom House Church. Or dads, single dads. And so that's what we want to do. This is, this is another big passion of mine. In this house, we champion other, ch- other houses, other churches, their future, and we coach other builders. We are a house that loves the house next door, down the street, and across the globe. We are a house that believes the mobilized church is the hope of the world. We believe that. And how do we do that? We are a church that reaches many churches around the, the nation and the world. Last month, on November 14th, we had 200 Plus, pastors and leaders right in this room and all across our building learning what it looks like to pastor larger churches, churches of 100, 200, 500, 1,000, 1,500, because we want to pass on the tools that are necessary to continue to grow their churches. Churches right down the road. We're helping in Harrisburg, in Concord, right here in university area, all different parts of the world. Why? Because we realize not everybody's going to go to Freedom House Church. We, we realize that. Why don't we team up with some other churches, different flavors of the gospel, and help reach our city for Jesus Christ? And so we partner with an organization called ARC, Association of Related Churches. Since its inception in 2002, they have planted 809 churches across the world. We did 90 this year, and we're a part of that church your giving goes to plant churches. Next year, 2019, costs about $50,000 to help plant a church. Next year, we want to do two plants. We want to invest in two plants, which cost us $100,000. We can do it. We did one and a half last year, 2018. We planted one and a half churches. There's a half a church sitting out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm almost done. In this house, come on, everybody say in this house. We serve our community with passion. We reach our community. We do great things. Let me just give you an idea of what happened last year. 81 local outreach events. We had 2,000 hours of serving. We built a playground at an underprivileged area just up the road here. We cleaned up two schools. We provided hurricane relief for Hurricane Florence and Michael. In 2019 on Serve Day, we want to mobilize 500 volunteers Next year, we're gonna, we've already have it planned. We have 120 community events all across. That's 10 a month where you can get involved in reaching out to your community, your neighbors, helping people. We have six international trips planned. We've already broke ground on our, on our mission, our medical center in Ghana. We broke ground last month. We've already paid for that. It's already paid for, so don't worry. It's already been paid for. You already paid for that last year. Isn't that great to know? 
So we're going to be helping people medically in Ghana, Africa. And that's what we get to do. Look, if you've never been on a missions trip, you need to go on a missions trip. Go, go through Freedom House Church. It will change your world. Take your whole family. Take your kids. You want to get your kids away from, from the iPad and the PlayStation? Take them to Africa. They don't have those things over there. It'll change their world. Change their life. So here's our goals for 2019. We have three lanes. Everybody say three lanes. Projects, projects is one, we have missions two, and we have our now generation three, which is our next generation, all of our kids, uh, teens, youth, young adults, all that stuff. So projects for next year, which are buildings and different things like that, we want to put away $600,000 for our Lake Norman campus, and we also want to put a sign at South End. We don't have a permanent sign out there, it's going to cost us about $15,000. Our missions, we want to plant two churches, and then this month, we're going to give away 500 bikes. Come on, isn't that great? It's going to cost us $20,000. Here's the great thing. Check this out. When I announced this, got a phone call. Hey, every bike needs a helmet. I'll pay for it. They took care of all the helmets, so they're all paid for. Isn't that fantastic? Us over 40 are cartoon people. We don't know nothing about no helmets now, do we? Helmets, seatbelts, what are those? <laughs> Where's your faith? No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I am joking, safety first. Now, generation, we, need, uh, we want to put away 5,000. Because one of the things we do with CMS is when we go in, we feed them breakfast and lunch. We always feed them. We take care of them. We, we invest in them. We bring them coffee. And they're blown away because it's always really, really good. We don't, we don't do thing, things halfway at Freedom House Church. We, we do it full all the way. We also want to start this, this scholarship of $10,000. We can do this. Now, now l- let me just close with these thoughts, okay? We, we can't do this without a plan, and you can't do it without a plan. The Bible says in Isaiah 32, it says, Be, but generous people, shout this word with me, plan. Generous people plan. They plan. They're intentional. This is, it doesn't happen by accident. Your giving, my giving, all of our giving has to be intentional. You have to choose to be generous, you, you choose to give. And this is the way my wife and I have done this for the last probably 25 years. We, we, we don't work to make a living. We do what we do to give. Like we focus our whole life around our giving. And it has changed the way that we see the world. The way that we see people. Because we've made a plan. So I learned five questions that helped me determine where I give my money. I learned this from John Maxwell. I want to share them with you. You may want to write these down. Now, this just doesn't involve Freedom House. It can involve anything. And these are questions you can ask yourself. You need to ask yourself these questions whenever you want to give. I mean, some sad little puppy dog comes on the commercial, and they play this terrible song, you know, and make you feel bad. Oh, my gosh, that dog. And He's already been gone. He's already in heaven. The cats, we know they go to hell, but the, the cat, <laughs> we already know that. I mean, come on. There's just no doubt about that. Don't send me any bad emails. I won't read them. <laughs> I love cat. Tastes just like chicken. <laughs> That's terrible. That's horrible. Look, three people got up and walked out already. <laughs> just because I talked about their cats. All right. Sorry. Forgive me. Come back. <laughs> I won't say any more about it. All right, question number one. 
Write these down because this will help you. Write these down. The first is the obedience question. I can't be generous until I've been obedient. What is obedience? Tithe. We've talked about that all month. All November we talked about tithing. Tithing is the first 10% that we bring to God. We're not generous with our tithe. We bring our tithe. It's a part of what God has asked us to do in order that we could put our trust in him. It gives him the ability to work in our finances. Then we can be generous. So for the last 30 years I've been a Christian, tithing was first, always first. First thing I do, when I get paid, boom, tithe, 10% right off the top. Now I have the ability to be generous. Second question is the competent question. Wherever I give, is there good stewardship? Are there good leaders? Are they doing what they say with the finances that, that, that has been given to them? What is their track record? How long is their track record? Here's the third question, the relationship question. This doesn't mean I've spent a bunch of time with them. Because there's some people I may not be able to ever spend time with. But do my vision and my values line up with their vision and their values? Is there a lane that I like that they're involved with? Fourth question is the resource question. Can I give more than just my money? Can I get involved with my money? Can I, can I give financially? Or maybe I just don't have the finances to give. Can I give my time? Can I give of my talent? Can I use my gifts? And then the last question, which I believe is the most important question, is what we call the difference maker question. Is this making a difference? Is my giving going to affect people eternally? Because you can feed people and they can still go to hell. You can rescue them from, hum from, from human trafficking and sex trafficking, give them an education, give them a job, help them with everything, but not do it in Jesus' name. I don't want to be a part of something like that because I want to affect people with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So everywhere that I give has an eternal impact, has an effect on people eternally. At the end of the, so, so it's, hey, I'm going to feed you, but before I feed you, before I give you a bike, before I help you with your education, I want to tell you what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago, that he, he died for you, that he, 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 he paid an incredible price for you. He, he, he spread his arms for you. He received nails in his hands and his feet. He, a crown of thorns on his head. He was beaten for you, bruised for you. He took upon your sin that cost him everything, his life. But that wasn't the end of the story. And this is what makes it different than any other, any other religion on the planet. Buddha didn't come back from the dead. Muhammad didn't come back from the dead. Hirakrishna did not come back from the dead. Jesus was the only one who not only came back from the dead, but he said he was going to come back from the dead. And that's the kind of person that I want to follow. And that's the kind of person that I want to give to. Can I get an amen here at Freedom House Church? Come on. I want to make a difference, don't you? I want to make a difference. And that's why in this house, we dare to dream big dreams, pray audacious prayers, and believe in a miracle-working God. Listen, I look across this room right now. I, look, I see miracles all across this room. I see marriages that have been restored. I see families that have been put back together. I see, I see businesses that are about to turn around, man. I see, I, I, I've seen, I mean, oh my gosh. If I, I could sit here all day and tell you story after story after story of the big dreams, the big prayers, the bold 
declaration of the miracle-working God that people have declared here in this house. In this house. Why don't you stand up on your feet with me today? And if you could, if, if, if you're okay with it, if you could just lift up your hands. I want to pray for you as we close. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be a kingdom builder. Thank you for this big, audacious dream, this big, incredible vision that's so much bigger than each of us individually. But Father, together, we can truly make an incredible difference, an amazing difference. And Father, I thank you for what you're going to do through people's faith and obedience. God, in people's lives that we may never meet here on this earth, but one day we will stand in heaven And God, where we have made an investment and we will see a line of people that will be our rate of return, our ROI, God, as we shake hands with people from Ghana and Ireland and and, and Gastonia and and Lake Norman and and Fort Mill and, and different parts of the world that we've been a part of, God, we thank you. And God, I pray, Father, for people in this room today, God, that you will give them incredible ideas, wealth-building ideas. Father, I pray for some young people will get a hold of this and say, I want to give a million dollars to the kingdom of God. And God, you will work through them to see an amazing vision come to pass. Father, it's not about Freedom House. It's not about me. It's not about leadership, God. It is all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. And so, Father, we declare your favor. I declare your favor over your people today. And, God, I know, I know and believe. I join with the faith of people who are believing for miracles to happen in their life. That they will look back over 2019 and go, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done in my life. I am a kingdom builder. I am a life changer. I am making a difference in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody shouted, amen. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Don't forget to subscribe. And hey, if you want to find out more about our church or how you can be a part, go to freedomhouse.cc.